Let's start with a look at a European capital that's often overlooked by the beach crowds who enjoy Croatia's crystal-clear coastline but miss out on the scene in its capital city. It has a distinctively modern take on old-world charm, and it's just a few hours inland. To tell us about Zagreb, we're joined now by local guide Daria Gotic. She's joined by Ben Curtis, who writes about the Balkan region's elaborate history and thinks that Croatia's best period may be now. Daria and Ben, welcome. My pleasure. Same. Thank you for having us. Now, Daria, you're from Zagreb. You're a guide in Zagreb. A lot of Americans know Dubrovnik, and a lot of Americans know Venice, and a lot of Americans know Vienna. Zagreb is right there in the middle. What, yes. sh- what should we know about Zagreb? Yeah, Zagreb is, I would say, the mix of uh, all these big capitals around yeah. and all these uh, much better known cities around. From historical perspective, uh, it was influenced by different cities and countries. So we have a little bit of all of that. Uh, so what's an example? How is it a little bit of Austria? How is it a little bit of Italy? How so, is it a little bit of uh, the Slavic world? Mm-hmm. So um, Zagreb was a part of the Habsburg monarchy, mm-hmm. later Austro-Hungary, for a few hundred years. Mm-hmm. And uh, then architecture in town is very much what we would call Austrian or Central European, so the mixture of uh, Hungarian-Austrian. We don't have much Dubrovnik architecture, so that uh, is what Zagreb is completely different uh, about. Um, The cuisine? The the cuisine is uh, also very influenced by Austria, but not only that. We do eat strudels and... uh, a lot of meat uh, and then potatoes. And uh, then, on the other hand, we also eat uh, a lot of pasta, pizza. We are very sensitive on coffee. And uh, then uh, we also have the Turkish influence because Zagreb was also for a few centuries uh, just about 45, 50 miles uh, north from the Ottoman Empire border. Okay. It's a crossroads, really. It's a crossroads, yes. Now, Ben Curtis, you're an American who has a fascination and a deep interest in this part of Europe. How would you say Zagreb is unique? Zagreb is unique for being this gem of a central European capital. So everybody, kind of, as you're saying, they know Budapest, they know Vienna, they know Prague. Right. But here's this gem of a historical city that uh, hardly any Americans visit. Right, And even though Zagreb star is rising on the tourism front these days, but you can go there and it's not going to be jammed with busloads of tourists from all over the place. You're not going to hear a lot of other North American accents. And you're going to be able to experience a city where the kind of fabric of locals, you're going to be sitting in a cafe with mostly other people from Zagreb, mm. and that's great. And it's hard to find that in Dubrovnik or in, in Vienna these days, if you're uh, yeah, in tourist exactly. areas. exactly. So if you had two nights and, and one day in Zagreb, is there enough to keep you busy? Yeah, for sure. I think well, it's a, what would you do if, if you were going to show me around for a day? Yeah, it's a great kind of one-day stop if you're coming in and out for yeah. some of the coast. So Zagreb surprisingly has some of, I think, are the best museums of its kind in Europe. Now, they're quirky, right? You don't go to Zagreb for the Louvre or the Prado or something like that, but you go to to Zagreb for these unusual small museums like the Museum of Naive Art, which is great, sort of not formally trained, perhaps painters, but really characteristic art with peasant themes. The famous one, which has kind of made uh, headlines all around the world, is the Museum of Broken Relationships, which is filled with these stories of couples who have broken up and the objects that they have 
uh, meant something to them, and they've given it to this museum. And so it's just a really interesting kind of poignant, sometimes hilarious trip through people's relationships. So when we think of this naive art, I love this idea because you go to most um, art galleries in Europe and it's the opposite of naive art. It's this refined, fully embraced, uh, high society art. But naive art is, by definition, just unschooled Mm. peasants or working people that just had a passion for painting. Exactly, but are often very, very talented, even if they didn't, you know, train at the academy or something like that. But they're expressing the lives and cultures and artistic visions of people from the rural areas. And it's a genius, really, an, an undiscovered genius that happened to come out of the farm community or something. Absolutely. I love that museum, by the way. That That's really one of the unique things in Europe, and it is in the capital of Croatia, Zagreb. Darya, when we're thinking of Zagreb, we've got a mix of traditional and modern. If you want to find the modern, you can connect with young people. It's a university town. Where would you go and and what would you do to be able to make friends with a Croatian in the capital city of Zagreb? Well, to sort of mingle with uh, locals, you definitely have to go to cafes. Mm -hmm. We sit down, meet our friends, relatives, and uh, sort of uh, walk through the streets of the central part of town and uh, just see and be seen. That's the best place. Then uh, also, if you would like to see a little bit of modern culture, there are many street festivals, quite a few. So what's a good example of a festival that you would enjoy in mm-hmm. Zagreb? We have a street uh, art festival that's called Cest is the Best, which means street is the best. It's uh, every year in June, huh. end of May and beginning of June. It's... Um, Different street artists from all over the world come, musicians, clowns, uh, performers. Oh, so it's like uh, street performers. Yes. Oh, that's great. I've been to one of those in Bern in Switzerland, and it was one of the best festivals I've ever stumbled into. Yeah. So you could have that. You could look online and find out when uh, the, uh, what what is it? Zest is the best. Zest is the best. Now, the old town, the traditional town of Zagreb, is quite characteristic. It's been fixed up. It has traditional gas lights. Uh, Walk us through the old part of town. What are we going to see and experience? Well, the oldest part of the city was uh, formed uh, in two little hills, and uh, those are capital, where in the late 1000s, a small town uh, bishop center was uh, formed, and that was the first settlement in nowadays uh, city of Zagreb. Till today, the architecture is saved and sort of the structure of that part of town is saved to look like a tiny little town. And architecture today is uh, mostly with private houses from 17th to 19th century. Mm-hmm. So this was the first settlement. Then in the 13th century, believe it or not, Mongolians arrived to Zagreb. And after Mongolian invasion, another small town was created, Gradits. That was a town of merchants and craftsmen and uh, called the Free Royal Town uh-huh. with special privileges from the king himself. And um, they then developed the town that also later, especially from the 18th century on, became the political center of whole Croatia. The Croatian nation. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Daria Gotic and Ben Curtis about Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us anytime at radio at ricksteves.com. And Henry in Silver Spring, Maryland has emailed us. And Henry writes, why aren't more people aware of this gem? We were stationed in Croatia for two years. It's a bargain. 
We're surprised more people don't visit this wonderful part of Europe from Slovenia all the way through Albania. So I think Henry is talking about Croatia in general. And let's talk about that just for a few minutes because Zagreb is... It's the urban reality of Croatia, more than a resort you might find on the Dalmatian coast. From Zagreb, Ben, you could branch out and make a, a number of side trips or visit places. What else would you put on, a, on an itinerary to Croatia, assuming you started in Zagreb? Right, well, sort of leaving aside the coast, right, because mm-hmm. I think the coast is really well covered. It's easy to get from Zagreb to the coast. You catch a flight or you catch a bus or there's even a train, and it's that's logistically very easy. Mm-hmm. But there's other things to see in inland Croatia. Everybody mm-hmm. always heads for the water, but um, within easy reach of Zagreb, there's a beautiful Baroque town called Varaždin, which was once the capital. Varaždin. Varaždin, yeah. There's even smaller little towns very close to Croatia called Samobor, which is, you know, cute and kitschy, but an easy trip. And then you're also just a hop, skip, and a jump from, say, Ljubljana in Slovenia, or you can get on a train to Budapest, so it's actually very well connected. Because Zagreb really is a major, well, it's the, it's the major hub of transportation. We, we have to remember there's more to the world than tourism, and people are doing their business and so on, and the three big capitals there, Budapest, Ljubljana, and Zagreb, the capitals of Hungary, Slovenia, and Croatia, side by side, lots of trade, mm-hmm. lots of travel connecting, and easy connections that way. And, of course, right up to Vienna. Yep. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. Our guides have been Ben Curtis and Darya Gotic. And I'd like to just finish off with with one moment that you think our listeners would enjoy when they are in Zagreb. Special moment. If you are with the family, then definitely the shot of the Zagreb Canon every day at 12 o'clock. That's also something from the old days, but still existing as a tradition. If you like to walk, then definitely to walk through the upper town in the evening when uh, the original 239 gas lights are lighted and uh, it brings you right back into the sort of 1800s. Takes you back to the 1800s in Zagreb. And Ben? So I would say that one of the things, again, that makes Zagreb unique is it's a fantastic example of 19th century town planning and it has this absolutely wonderful thing called the Green Horseshoe, which is just this kind of connected series of parks, often with a museum or a gallery at the center, even a theater at the center, and stroll that string of parks, find somewhere nice to have a coffee, people watch, and you've got uh, you know the ambiance of Zagreb right there at your fingertips. And it sounds like enjoying a nice cup of coffee in a park watching the people go by is as Croatian or as Zagrebian as anywhere else in Europe. That's exactly right. Ben Curtis, Daria Gotic. It's nice to learn about a country that we don't know about, and it's nice to learn about a capital city that deserves a little more attention than a lot of times that it gets. Daria, if you could just tell us one phrase in Croatian that we should know when we travel there, what should it be? Maybe thank you. And what is that? That would be hvala. Hvala. But I usually teach people to do it Zagreb way, and we say fala, F-A-L-A, fala. Fala. And how can you say, in France, they say bon voyage, have a good trip? We usually say dovigenia, which would mean uh, till next time. Till next time. Dovigenia. Dovigenia. Daria, Ben, thanks a lot. Fala. Thanks a lot. Fala. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, you can savor Europe's most exciting experiences and sights through a hundred of my favorite travel stories. Imagine hanging from an alpine ridge, dancing at a Turkish circumcision party, and swinging with a bell ringer in a medieval church spire. 
You can order your copy of For the Love of Europe at ricksteves.com. 